Hello, this is Tushta Krishna Das, and you're listening to ISKCON Denver podcast, where you can hear all of our classes and kirtans. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Anybody else like to try and practice? You don't have to, but if you'd like. Okay. So uh, what we'll do is we'll chant the other two verses. Because we just chanted text 34, so we'll chant 35 and 36. Yogena vivitangena bhakti yogena chayevahi dharmeno bhyaya chinena ya pravritti nivrittiman atmatatvava bodena vairagyena tridena cha iyate bhagavane di Sanguno nirgunaswadrik. So the word meanings for text 35 and 36, starting with yogena. By yoga practice, vivida angena. 
of different divisions. Bhakti Yogena by devotional service. Cha and Eva certainly he indeed Dharmena by prescribed duties. Ubayachinena having both symptoms. Yaha which Pravriti attachment Nivriti Man containing detachment Atmatatva the science of self realization of a bodhana by understanding Vairagyena by detachment Dridena strong Cha and Iyate is perceived Bhagavan the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Ebehi, by these. Sagunaha, in the material world. Nirgunaha, beyond the material modes. Swadrik, one who sees his constitutional position. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. By performing fruitive activities and sacrifices, by distributing charity, by performing austerities, by studying various literatures, by conducting philosophical research, by controlling the mind, by subduing the senses, by accepting the renounced order of life, and by performing the prescribed duties of one's social order, by performing the different divisions of yoga practice, by performing devotional service, and by exhibiting the process of devotional service containing the symptoms of both attachment and detachment. By understanding the science of self-realization and by developing a strong sense of detachment. One who is expert in understanding the different processes of self-realization realizes the Supreme Personality of Godhead as he is, represented in the material world as well as in transcendence. So 
Uh, I'll say you say. By performing fruitive activities and sacrifices. By distributing charity. By performing austerities. By studying various literatures. By conducting philosophical research. By controlling the mind. By subduing the senses. By accepting the renounced order of life. And by performing the prescribed duties of one's social order. By performing the different divisions of yoga practice. By performing devotional service. And by exhibiting the process of devotional service containing the symptoms of both attachment and detachment. By understanding the science of self-realization. And by developing a strong sense of detachment. One who is expert in understanding The different processes of self-realization realizes the Supreme Personality of Godhead as he is represented in the material world as well as in transcendence. Prabhupada's purport, Shri Prabhupada Kijai. It's about two and a half page purport, so we might be stopping here and there in the purport. As it is stated in the previous verse, one has to follow the principles of the scriptures. There are different prescribed duties for persons in the different social and spiritual orders. Here it is stated that performance of fruit of activities and sacrifices and distribution of charity are activities meant for persons who are in the householder order of society. There are four orders of the social system. Brahmacharya, Grihasta, Vanaprasta, and Sannyasa. For the Grihastas, or householders, performance of sacrifices, distribution of charity, and action according to prescribed duties are especially recommended. Similarly, austerity study of Vedic literatures and philosophical research meant the Brahmacharya. 
on a process or retired persons. Study of the Vedic literature from the bona fide spiritual master is meant for the brahmachari or student. Atmendriya jaya, control of the mind and taming of the senses, is meant for persons in the renounced order of life. All these different activities are prescribed for different persons so that they may be elevated to the platform of self-realization and from there to Krishna consciousness devotional service. So that's the first paragraph. So um, different orders of life, these spiritual orders and um, different duties. So different persons, different prescribed duties, different social orders, different, um, you know, ashrams here, and we're a little acquainted with that. Uh, would anyone like to give an example from the Shastra of personality or personalities who uh, are grahastas and they're engaging in uh, fruit of activities, sacrifices, distribution of charity, um, in that order. Anyone like to recall from the Shastra? Um, well, let's see, we have grahastas, right? So what do they do? They have different duties like fruit of activities, sacrifices, distribution of charity, these are for the householders. So, like for example, um, Daksha Maharaj, right? He was um, Prajapati and you know king and householder and performing all these different activities. And uh, so doing them um, very uh, diligently. And so many other um, examples. Would anyone like to... I, I give an example of other householders in the scripture engaged in these different duties. Yes, Rabu? There's one thing I remember that I think it's in Mukundadas in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And Lord Chaitanya told his son to remain at renounced order, but he told Mukundadas to make money for Krishna. Yeah, so uh, we have. Um, Mukunda as a householder and um, raising his son Raghunandan and Raghunandan was great devotee. Mukunda died a um, householder um, training up Raghunandan <laughs> to serve their deities. Nice pastime. So uh, not only the Grahastas in terms of um, different spiritual orders but we have um, the, uh, also the brahmacharis, right? Uh, right here we have brahmacharis, right here with us. And so they are engaged in, uh, as students, right, studying the Vedic literatures. Um, in this way, they're uh, in that student order of life. So they, they get trained up until they're about, in the Vedic culture, usually until about 25, something like that from five to 25, 
So would anybody like to mention any brahmacharis? We even have Krishna and Sudama. They were brahmacharis in Sandipani Muni's ashram. Any other uh, brahmacharis you'd like to mention besides yourselves? <laughs> yes, Guru? What was it? He realized that he wasn't going to go to Vrindavan because the path just stopped. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, a really nice uh, brahmachari, singing on the brahmachari. So then also we have vanaprastas, we have like uh, the hermits in the forest, and, and they're maybe married, you know, so all the different rishis, I guess. Uh, and that are married, you know, they're Vanaprasthans in the forest. So, so we have many examples. Does anyone have a particular example of a, a Vanaprast from the Shastra? We'd like to. Yes. Great example. Demigods were probably cheering when he finally <laughs> decided to do his duty and go off to the forest. So also we have uh, those who are um, taming their minds and senses, and they're very renounced, right? The sannyasis. So any examples of uh, those in that order, sannyasis? Yes, Lord Chaitanya, greatest example, right, of sannyas order. Yeah. So, uh, thanks. We'll go on to uh, the next paragraph, part two, in the purport. The words, bhakti yogena chayavahi, mean that whatever is to be performed as described in verse 34, whether yoga or sacrifice or fruit of activity or study of Vedic literature or philosophical research or acceptance of the renounced order of life is to be executed in bhakti yoga. The words chayavahi, according to Sanskrit grammar, indicate that one must perform all these activities mixed with devotional service. Otherwise, such activities will not produce any fruit. Any prescribed activity must be performed for the sake of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 
27. Yat Ashnasi. Whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you sacrifice, whatever austerities you undergo, and whatever charities you give, the result should be given to the Supreme Lord. The word eva is added, indicating that one must execute activities in such a way. Unless one adds devotional service to all activities, he cannot achieve the desired result. But when bhakti yoga is prominent in every activity, then the ultimate goal is sure. So we do have another half of the purport or so, but uh, I just want to um, humbly beg the blessings of their lordships and Shiva Prabhupada, Parampara, and all the devotees to speak something Krishna conscious. If I can have your blessings for that. So uh, we can see that uh, if it's not for the Lord, then it's uh, um, Shrama Eva Kevalam, right? Does anybody know that verse from the Bhagavatam? So everything is for naught without Krishna, and uh, and of course, uh, so many duties can be performed, but without uh, centering those duties on Krishna, then it's not uh, going to achieve the results of um, God realization, self realization. That won't be achieved, um, at least. Uh, until one adds devotional service, right, to, the, to one's activities. <clears throat> and then the goal can be, can be reached. So next uh, paragraph. One has to approach the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, as is stated in the Bhagavad Gita, after many, many births. One approaches the Supreme Person, Krishna, and surrenders unto him knowing that he is everything. Anybody know a verse that translates like that? Bahunam, you want to say that verse, Prabhu? Thank you. So basically, that's um, a verse to uh, encourage surrender to the Lord, that, that he's everything, right? Also, in Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says, Bhoktaram jagatapasam, for anyone who is undergoing rigid austerity, or for anyone performing different kinds of sacrifices, the beneficiary is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He is the proprietor of all planets, and he is the friend of every living entity or every living soul. So this is the peace formula, right? 529, does anybody know that by heart? Bhoktodam Jagatapasam, would you like to recite? Bhoktodam Jagatapasam, Sarvadoka Mahishpadam, Suritam Sarvabhutanam, Yatvamam Shantam Vishchiti, 
So why is that a peace formula? What, if we think of Krishna in those terms, how does that give us peace? I mean, how does that give you peace if you, you know, meditate on Krishna? He's, you know, the beneficiary of all, you know, friend of all. He's controlling everything. How does that, how do you feel peaceful when you <laughs> read that verse? One thing that it makes me think of is that if some so-called bad thing happens, like you lose a lot of money, and if you're thinking that I'm the enjoyer, if one's thinking that I'm the enjoyer of all sacrifices, I'm the beneficiary, I'm the controller, then if you lose something, then it's very disturbing because you have to somehow get it back so you can be happy again. But if you understand that Krishna's in control, and Krishna took that away for some reason that he knows, he knows better than me, then you can understand that it was good for me, even if it might be disturbing at the moment. Yeah, Krishna is so kind, he gives us a peace formula because this world is generally, as we see, not very peaceful. So now uh, <laughs> we can uh, distribute online the peace formula to the whole world. So, next uh, paragraphs. The words mean that the bhakti yoga process contains two symptoms, namely attachment for the Supreme Lord and detachment from all material affinities. There are two symptoms of advancement in the process of devotional service, just as there are two processes taking place while eating. A hungry man feels strength and satisfaction from eating, and at the same time he gradually becomes detached from eating anymore. Similarly, with the execution of devotional service, real knowledge develops, and one becomes detached from all material activities. In no other activity but devotional service is there such detachment from matter and attachment for the Supreme. There are nine different processes to increase this attachment to the Supreme Lord. Hearing, chanting, remembering, worshiping, serving the Lord, making friendship, praying, offering everything and serving the lotus feet of the Lord. The processes for increasing detachment from material Affinities are explained in verse 36. So who was it that gave us this verse about hearing, chanting, remembering, who exemplifies detachment from matter and attachment for the supreme? Half man. <laughs> Half <laughs> lion, right. Prahlad Maharaj and can say anyone say anything about his detachment? Give an example of Prahlad Maharaj's detachment. Um, how would you feel if you know you got the bowl of poison, or you know the elephants were after you, or <laughs> you were going off the cliff? <laughs> anyone have any uh, anything to say about Prahlad's detachment?
such an young age, too, he started like that. Ever been to Cindy, David? Yeah, that's a nice example of um, how he's detached and how he's attached to Lord Nursingadev. He's just so attached to the Lord that um, whatever happens, that's fine with him. He's just serving the Lord. He's fine. So next paragraph. One can achieve elevation to the higher planetary systems like the heavenly kingdom by executing one's prescribed duties and by performing sacrifices. When one is transcendental to such desires because of accepting the renounced order of life, he can understand the Brahman feature of the Supreme. And when one is able to see his real constitutional position, he sees all other processes and becomes situated in the stage of pure devotional service. At that time, he can understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Bhagavan. So, um, any examples of those who uh, wanted to go to the heavenly worlds? Did anybody, uh, or was anybody uh, really attached to those heavenly worlds, like King of Heaven? <laughs> Yeah, really good example there. And uh, then also we have um, those who, uh, they understand the Brahman feature of the Lord. So who, who likes to uh, um, meditate on Brahman Satya Jaga Mitra, Mitra, Mitya, sorry. <laughs> so who likes to do that? Maya, <laughs> Bhaktis. <laughs> Any personalities that, like Prakasananda Saraswati and his group at first? And why did, yes. That's a great example, isn't it? How powerful is Tulsi? And then, of course, um, <clears throat> there's the stage where someone's uh, engaging in pure devotional service and realizing the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So is there anybody you can think of from the Shastra 
who is like that, just completely engaged in pure devotional service, and at first got a little distracted by a little <laughs> animal. <laughs> Or any other examples? Yeah, Rinda Sindri, maybe. Anybody first? <laughs> Nandasuno Prabhu first? Okay. <laughs> well, I think you mentioned when I think maybe you were talking about Bharat Maharaj. Yeah. He was at the level of Baba. He was really focused in his, in his sadhana. And then he got distracted by this little deer. And then his whole life he became about taking care of that deer. That was a long that he was thinking about with Yeah, thank you. And uh, going to say also? Yeah, thank you. So, <clears throat> yeah, he was so much uh, realized, and uh, uh, King Rahugana finally realized <laughs> and took shelter of him as his guru. Understanding the Supreme Person is called Atma Tattva of Bodhena, which means understanding of one's real constitutional position. If one actually understands one's constitutional position as an eternal servitor of the Supreme Lord, he becomes detached from the service of the material world. Everyone engages in some sort of service. If one does not know one's constitutional position, one engages in the service of his personal gross body or his family, society, or country. But as soon as one is able to see his constitutional position, the word swadrik means one who is able to see. He becomes detached from such material service and engages himself in devotional service. So, uh, so any examples of someone who um, might have been a little bit engrossed, or a lot, materially, right, and they're body, family, society, and then got, you know, some vision. They were maybe so engrossed, but they had a little one who was named Narayana. Anybody want to say anything about Adamil? What did he go through? Yeah. 
who else were you thinking of would be an example? His wife was it his before he got married, right? He did he get married to her? Yeah. Wife, pure his devotees. Yes. Yeah, and there uh, the renunciation of uh, Donner Das and his wife uh, became a great um, um, example to the sannyas disciples. Can you say something about that? This is the last paragraph of the purport. As long as one is in the modes of material nature and is performing the duties prescribed in the scriptures, he can be elevated to higher planetary systems where the predominating deities are material representations of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, like the Sun God, the Moon God, the Air God, Brahma and Lord Shiva. All the different demigods are material representations of the Supreme Lord. By material activities, one can approach only such demigods as stated in Bhagavad Gita 9.25. Yanti Deva Vrata Devan. Those who are attached 
to the demigods and who perform the prescribed duties can approach the abodes of the demigods. In this way, one can go to the planet of the Pitas or forefathers. Similarly, one who fully understands the real position of his life adopts devotional service and realizes the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Would anybody like to say anything about this verse, 925, Yanti Deva Vrata Devan? Those who are attached to the demigods, uh, in the abodes of the demigods. What is uh, important about that verse? Anybody want to check that out here? See what uh, Prabhupada has to say. This is 925. Um, actually, the whole verse is those who worship the demigods will take birth among the demigods. Those who worship the ancestors go to the ancestors. Those who worship ghosts and spirits will take birth among such beings. And those who worship me will live with me. So that's important to know that um, we can worship Lord Krishna, Radha and Govinda, and, and be with them. So uh, what Prabhupada says here in the purport is the Krishna consciousness movement is therefore distributing sublime information to the entire human society to the effect that by simply chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, one can become perfect in this life and go back home, back to Godhead. So worshiping uh, the Supreme Lord through the chanting of the holy names, the, the Jagya, the Sankirtan Jagya, the sacrifice of chanting the holy names. So. Uh, just um, wanted to mention something from uh, science of uh, self-realization. <clears throat> I kind of got the confirmation to uh, say something from science of self-realization because uh, in the uh, word for word and the purport, we have uh, the science of self-realization in, uh, in this verse today. Atma Tattva, the science of self-realization. This is the uh, word meanings. And then in the uh, text, the translation that we read today, by understanding the science of self-realization and by developing a strong sense of detachment, we can see that... Uh, we can eventually, by attachment to Krishna, by attachment to the chanting of the holy names, we can um, go back to Krishna. There's so many things we can get attached to. This verse is telling us in the Gita, you know, it could be the demigods, it could be the ghosts and the spirits. So, uh, and then Prabhupada's saying, uh, let's be attached to the chanting of the holy names. So um, just to um, say a little something about um, non-sectarian sankirtan, which um, devotees are hopefully uh, trying to encourage around the world right now. Um, Prabhupada would always encourage that we be non-sectarian in terms of encouraging those 
who want to be part of uh, the Sankirtan mission, but maybe they want to uh, uh, chant their different names that, that they have for the absolute truth. And so um, in uh, Science of Self-Realization, there's a nice um, a walk. There was a uh, morning walk that Prabhupada took in Frankfurt, West Germany. This is in 1974. He was with his disciples, and he was also with Father Emanuel uh, Jung Clausen. He was a Benedictine monk from a monastery there. And so um, Prabhupada was asking about the meaning of the word Christ. And Father is explaining, you know, Christos, the anointed one. And uh, Prabhupada says, Christos is the Greek version of the word Krishna. So hopefully um, um, all the different Orthodox Christians in the world can chant whatever they are inspired to chant at this time, Christos, Jesus prayer. And uh, so Prabhupada was saying that um, when an Indian person calls on Krishna, he often says, Krista. Krista is a Sanskrit word meaning attraction. So when we address God as Christ, Krista, or Krishna, we indicate the same all-attractive Supreme Personality of Godhead when Jesus said, Our Father who art in heaven, sanctified be thy name. Right? Hallowed, sanctified. That name of God was Krista or Krishna. Do you agree? So, um, anyway, um, Prabhupada's trying to encourage uh, an understanding of the commonality of um, the Sankirtan to chant the holy names <clears throat> and uh, in this way. So this weekend, you know, the Christians have their uh, Easter weekend. So hopefully um, many all throughout the world, can they can get together and they can um, sing out <laughs> the holy names of the Lord in the way that they are accustomed to. And Prabhupada's telling the father here, actually, it doesn't matter, Krishna or Christ, the name is the same. The main point is to follow the injunctions of the Vedic scriptures that recommend chanting the name of God in this age. And then Prabhupada's telling him, the easiest way is to chant the Maha Mantra. So he's saying, this is easiest, but... You know, everybody has um, their preference, but he's telling them this is the easiest way, this Maha Mantra. And he's explaining the names of the Lord. He says, Krishna, Rama, that's God. Hare is energy of God. So when we chant the Maha Mantra, we address God together with his energy. This energy is of two kinds, the spiritual and material. At present, we are in the clutches of the material energy. Therefore, we pray to Krishna that he may kindly deliver us from the service of the material energy and accept us into the service of the spiritual energy. That's our whole philosophy. Hare Krishna means, oh, energy of God, oh God, Krishna, please engage me in your service. 
It is our nature to render the service. Somehow or other, we have come to the service of material things. But when this service is transformed into the service of the spiritual energy, then our life is perfect. To practice bhakti yoga, loving service to God, means to become free from designations like Hindu, Muslim, Christian, this or that. Simply serve God. We have created Christian, Hindu, Mohammedan religions, but when we come to a religion without designations in which we don't think we are Hindus or Christians or Mohammedans, then we can speak of pure religion or bhakti. So this is pretty much what um, we're reading about in the purport here. We're trying to um, uh, get to the point uh, at the end of the purport. Prabhupada says, um, similarly, one who fully understands the real position of his life adopts devotional service and realizes the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So wherever anybody's at, they may be stuck on designations, but get out there and <laughs> chant the holy names however you're, you know people are inspired and try to um, be open-minded and hear the holy names of all the traditions and then be open-minded to bhakti yoga because it's all about devotion and love and service and uh, and we can become less you know sectarian and more open to um, becoming uh, loving servants of the Lord so I'm going to stop here if there's any uh, uh, questions or comments or reflections or additions or corrections. Just the last point regarding Hindus, when we think of this verse, I think that's recently, from the sixth canto, the fifth canto, um, it says, Yeah, so everybody has sanctified names of the Lord, right? So uh, the whole planet needs sanctification. People think, you know, sanitation is good, but let, let's, uh, you know, move on to also to sanctification, right? Through uh, the practice of the chanting of the holy names. So this is uh, our good fortune be engaged in this jagya and try to encourage all the souls everywhere, you know, in whatever ways you can right now to uh, participate in uh, chanting sanctified names of the Lord. As Shami Prasprabhu, anything you would like to um, add before we conclude since it's nine o'clock? Okay. Comment? from oh, a couple comments. 
church either in England or Cyprus with my Greek Orthodox family and hearing Christos, Christos, Christos. Yeah, thanks, Divi Lila. Thanks for chanting uh, Krishna and Ram and Hare and encouraging everyone to chant and chant Christos if they would like to chant. And uh, Dr. Mark says, if anyone needs a science of self-realization, please let us know and we can get you one. One of my favorite Prabhupada books. It's a very inspiring book. So uh, please check us out online. We're ready to uh, make you um, pretty ecstatic by reading these uh, chapters here. Um, it's a very popular book. It gives you... Um, a uh, very um, inspired way to understand bhakti yoga in a, in a simple format. Okay, thank you very much. All glories to Srimad Bhagavatam. All glories to Srila Prabhupada.